Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Your favorite soccer show that airs on any radio station in Louisville, Kentucky, or anywhere else for that matter. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is here. Zach Cantrell is our producer. And we have an extra special guest that we will get to in just a moment. Louisville City, are they rolling again? Back-to-back humongous wins, including one in what I thought was the most thrilling game of the season in terms of back-and-forth entertaining play over Colorado Springs last week. We'll get into that at about 640. Racing Louisville. Arguably, I think undisputedly, the two biggest wins that they've ever had. This is year three for them. They're coming off of two of the biggest wins they could possibly have, and they're in the Challenge Cup final, the champ, the championship game of the Challenge Cup. That's coming up on Saturday. We will get all into racing Louisville plenty during this show because Abby Ursig, a veteran leader of that racing Louisville team, is our guest today at 620. She's going to be calling in. So we'll tell you what, if you have questions, text us 437-9680 or hit us up on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now at Soccer City Radio. And finally, as we mentioned, a very special guest from the Butchertown Rundown podcast. Caitlin Whiteside is here. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I am doing great. Thank you for having me on. It's a great week to have you on because Racing Louisville is playing very well right now, and that's where we should begin, Benton. One might say the perp is massive. It's The, the perp is massive. So big. It is so a massive big. perp this week. Uh, Racing Louisville last night went out to Seattle, got a goal early on on, a, well, on an OL Rain mistake, and Kate, uh, Kirsten Davis put it away to give them one nothing lead. They held on to that lead for 90 minutes, won the semifinal over OL Rain. That's the team that is Megan Rapino, by the way. She played in last night's game, and now they're heading to the US, uh, the NWSL Challenge Cup championship game, the final. So right now, Benton, we talk about this frequently or have frequently on this show. How much do you want to win the Challenge Cup? Right now, I really want to win the Challenge Cup. I yeah I'm I'm on board with it. You got a trophy right in front of you at this point. Like in in and I believe that the the spacing of the game is nice for you. Have a plenty of recovery time. So you know again I was kind of like anti throwing all your eggs in the challenge you cup basket. I think fun. I think on this show last week you were like I don't care about the challenge cup. Well, I only care the, about the playoffs. The, the, the playoffs are still the priority, but with the schedule being spaced out now that you're in a final, I think it's a little bit different. So the, you know it's tangible. It's within reach. One win away against North Carolina. I think it's doable. And I'm excited about it. Caitlin, where is your level of excitement about the Challenge Cup as compared to the playoff hunt that racing currently find themselves in? Look, I I love trophies. Uh, who doesn't love a trophy, right? And we they're are... shiny, they're big. You <laughs> exactly, can, you can hold them over your head. There's there's a lot of things to like about trophies. Exactly. So yeah, we, like Benton said, we're it's tangible. We're so close to one, and like 
it's easy to say earlier in the season, like, oh, it's just a challenge cup, whatever. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. But now that we're here, yeah, really want that. Really want that trophy. It's kind of like how the MLS teams treat the Open Cup. Like in the first early rounds, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then as they get farther along, it becomes a little bit more of a serious like priority for them. I guess it's, it's, it's kind of like that. Given our position, though, the playoffs were still objective number one. And by beating the Thorns, they put themselves in a great spot for that. And then they go on to beat the Rain and now make it to the finals of the Challenge Cup. Like, ooh. Things are so good right now for racing. Yeah, we need to mention that game against the Thorns. That was last weekend at home at Lynn Family Stadium. Portland, the reigning champs in the league. They were the number one team in the standings coming into that game. So that in and of itself is a massive, massive win for racing Louisville in their playoff chase, which is hugely important. But, Benton, to your point, for the next, what, five days, the next four days, the only thing I care about is the Challenge Cup. I don't want to hear anything about any other tournament any other regular season i don't want to hear about the playoffs all i care about is the challenge cup it's an opportunity for this team on national television on big boy grown-up cbs network television to go on put on a good performance and at the end of it lift a trophy trophy be called a champion um look five days from now i'm gonna change my tune five days from now i'm not gonna really care about it i'm focused on the playoffs but right now it's challenge cup time i have challenge cup fever Caitlin, what about you? Yes, I I have Challenge Cup fever, and the only cure is a Challenge Cup trophy. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the performance last night. I mean, we can talk all day about whether you want to win the Challenge Cup or not. Right now, everybody wants to win the Challenge Cup. Uh, last night's performance, I mean, they took a, a little bit of a beating on the stat sheet. They kind of survived the game. That's the way it felt. Kirsten Davis with a terrific goal. She continues to be a big piece. What stood out uh, in terms of what we saw last night? Uh, I th- I think just the amount of grit that this team has. I mean, th- to hold on to that lead for so long when, you know, earlier in the season, that was not the case. Uh, several times it was not the case. So the fact that they were able to just grit out a win like that, um, it was really gutsy performance overall. And to kind of chime off what she's saying with the grit, what, the one thing kind of I observed about that is, I mean, yeah, there were at times where I felt like maybe the, the rain were, were in the driver's seat controlling the game a bit, but we were never too far out of it really at any point from, from what I was watching. And, you know, this, is, this isn't a, a fair viewpoint, but just considering the history of this club and, and the lack of success that we had, like, that felt good. I'm still kind of getting accustomed to racing being a good team, a playoff caliber team. And that was like really evidence of it, hanging with the team like that. I mean... They wanted to win it, win it a ton. There's a lot of money on the line for those players. Mega Rapina, you know, wants to, wants to go out with a trophy in hand. So, and, and we helped prevent that. So I, I felt really optimistic seeing them grind that one out. It did feel like a win that a racing Louisville team of years past, and maybe even a racing Louisville team of this season just a few weeks ago, probably wouldn't have come up with. We've seen them cough up leads time and time again. We've seen them... Uh, have moments where they play really well, but then they sort of fall back on old habits and don't look quite like the team that they can be and have shown that they want to be. I was afraid, actually, though, that it was going to be spoiled a little bit when there was that VAR decision later in the match, what was like 70-some minutes in. They were looking at it, and I'm like, all right, the correct call here is to you know, reverse the PK and call it outside the box. It's clear the shove was happening. But when you're watching the replays, they're like watching the, the kick of the leg where she's kind of going into the box. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to blow this. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to go against us. But thankfully, they got the call right. But one thing that does bother me is how long these reviews take. 
Like it took forever that's, for her to go to the monitor. That's true of yeah. every sport, it seems like these days. I mean, like, everybody's taking The entire forever. genesis yeah. of VAR is that it's supposed to rectify clear and obvious errors. Correct. And yes. if you're spending that much time thinking and deliberating about it, like... You just, you then just it's not clear and obvious. Right. And, and exactly. honestly, if you're going to take that much time, at least be transparent about what's going on. So the one example I've seen, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the sport per se, but I have seen it before, is in rugby. I've randomly turned on before. When they do their VAR decisions, like, you can hear the, the officials talking. Like, they're mic'd up, and you can hear what they're, like, actually looking at, which I like that level of transparency. There's been some conversation about that in the Premier League this week. They, had, they did, like, a show where they played some sound from the refs. Oh, really? And we've had it in MLS before. Back the in, commentary? Yeah, back in um, uh, during the COVID bubble tournament. They had some of that for a few oh, of those I games. They had the refs that. mic'd up, talk, where you could hear the the fourth, or not the fourth official, the the VAR talking to the ref about the decision. I agree, hundred percent. That would be great if we could get that level of transparency. They're just not there yet, obviously. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there should be nothing to hide about this. Again, they're I mean, they're they're judging what they're seeing based off of the the rules of the game. So it's not like they're. They're doing anything nefarious there, so the, uh, that's my two cents. I was remembering the, the very prestigious MLS is back tournament. Of course, how could you forget MLS is back tournament? Um, let's let's talk. You mentioned a point, Ben, a, min, a moment ago, uh, that the players wanted to win this game, right? The million dollar prize on the line for winning the tournament goes to the players. That's a big motivating factor. Um, that's that's no small chunk of change for for many of these players. But I want to ask the question: Did Laura Harvey want to win the game because she put out a lineup that was? Uh, didn't have the stars. Jess Fishlock wasn't in the lineup. Megan Rapino wasn't in the lineup. Um, is that a lack of respect for racing Louisville, or is that a lack of respect for the for the Challenge Cup tournament? What do you think, Caitlin? Uh, I I well, first of all, I think the rain has. It's a testament to their depth that Laura Harvey was able to do this, and they were still able to kind of hang in there. Um, however, I don't know if they put as much stock into the challenge cup i mean they'll they'll say that they'll say you know our our goal is to win the shield and then the championship um and i i do think they maybe kind of put this on the back burner a little bit and i don't know i don't know if that says you know that that racing that they didn't take racing seriously um there might have been a little bit of that but i don't know i just don't know if this was as high of a priority for them i would agree based on the lineup that they put out um it's clearly a priority for racing Louisville because they've put out their best team consistently throughout this tournament. So one more game to go. One game to go. It's Saturday against North Carolina on the road in Cary. Again, a game airing on CBS. 12.30 kickoff, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. 12.30 yeah, kickoff for that game. Um, briefly, before we, we uh, move on to Abby Ursic calling in about 10 minutes' time, I want to talk about Kirsten Davis. She scores the goal last night. She's consistently been a strong performer for this team, despite not being really expected, I think, coming into the season to be that level of performer. On, on the league season, she's got three goals. She scored a couple of goals in the Challenge Cup as well, uh, like she did on Wednesday night. Um, is, she, is she the best number nine on this team? I think there's a legitimate argument that she is, even with Nadia Nadim healthy now and able to contribute. I think if they're putting their best 11 on the field, if on Saturday they're really going for it and they want to win the, the, the Challenge Cup title and they're treating it like a final, I want to see Kristen Davis out there from the start. I mean, I think there's certainly a case there. I mean, she's been awesome. I mean, you've been slowly watching her develop over time. And Caitlin, Caitlin correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think your co-host uh, on the Butchertown Runhound, Tom Benson, is a huge fan of, uh, of Kirsten Davis. He's been, uh, been on that train earlier, am I right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so I mean, I, and, I, and I see it too. Like, she's, she's a talented player, and not all these players are going to be 
be you know instant starters route the gate i mean this is kind of how sometimes the pathway goes and she's had some t- time to develop and grow and acclimate to the league and now i think you're you're starting to see the fruits of that labor of giving her those opportunities and letting her see those those reps whether they're in games or in training with uh with with already kind of first team talent caitlin any thoughts on uh, on kd Katie, I feel like she's really, really stepped up in these last couple of games. Um, you know, like you said, the uh, the production, the the potential was always there, but the the goal production hasn't always been. Um, but these last couple of games, man, she's getting in really good positions. She is pressing like like crazy, um, and it's it's working. You know, and I I think she's just really getting into the into a groove right now, and it's it's really exciting to watch. The thing that impresses me most, whenever I whenever she's out there, is her ability in in to be clinical in certain moments. Last night's a great example, right? I mean, it's a complete gift. Ol Rain just gives the ball away terribly, but take nothing away from the finish that Kirsten Davis had. I mean, to be able to cut it and finish from that angle as quickly as she did. I mean, that's something that that uh, we've criticized racing Louisville for a little bit is having too many touches in moments where they need to be quick, where they need to really be efficient. She was efficient. She got her chance. She took her chance. And there have been lots of moments like that, I think, for her this season, whether it's not necessarily just in scoring moments, but just in a moment where, say, she has a defender on her back, she takes a really nice touch to get around them or get past them or you know get into a positive position. Little things like that have been what have impressed me most. And I think... This is my opinion here. I, if, if she got more playing time, if she became regularly the starting center forward, which not to say she hasn't been, she's gotten a, a, lot of, a number of starts this year, but if she really was cemented as that starting number nine for this team, I see no fault there. I see no reason not to put her there because of the, what she's given them in the moment she's gotten has been excellent. She has certainly made the most of her, her opportunities. Um, but, I mean, worst case scenario competition is just going to bring out the best in all the teams so whether it's Nadia or whether it's, it's Kristen Davis like I think you're going to get the best players so I think it's good that you're going to light a fire in there under some of these other players who we're, we're not talking about right now for that role what do we think about this challenge cup final um where's the confidence level, level heading into it given where this team is they're coming off of the two biggest wins they've ever had I mean off the against the defending champs in Portland at home in a game where really nobody gave them a chance given that DeMello was out with a, a yellow card suspension given that Howell was out with an injury Carson Pickett out with an injury nobody really thought coming into that weekend that racing was going to get a win they did then they have to travel all the way across the country for a midweek semifinal against a team that is among the powers in the league they've got some of the biggest stars in the league not saying they didn't have a shot, but I don't think people would have given them or picked them as the favorite in the game. They get a victory last night. So going on the road for this Challenge Cup final, let's say uh, give it a scale of 1 to 10. We'll start with Benton. Where are you confidence-wise heading into the Challenge Cup final on Saturday for Racing Louisville? Will they lift their first major trophy? Not trying to take a shot at the Women's Cup, but I kind of am. Will they lift their first major trophy on Saturday? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. They have a That's ton. pretty confident, I feel like. It is. Yeah, no, they have a ton of momentum right now. Like, uh, you know, I'll, you know I'll, I'll be clear. Like, I was, I was pe- pretty pessimistic about the Thorns. They pulled that one off. They go away to rain playing so late, traveling across the country, and get another win. What's one more flight, one more destination to go secure a win? So, I mean, I th- I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about their, their chances. Caitlin, what do you got? You know what? I'm going to go 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Massive perp on display. Yes. Yes. Because the the perp, it's just been, it's been so big. It's been so massive. And I mean, they just, 
it really, when you see them beat a team like Portland, when you see them beat a team like the Rain, it really makes you believe they did those back to back they took out the entire pacific northwest guys i mean that, <laughs> that's hard to do that's exactly a whole region exactly so and i one mean one fell swoop exactly so you have to you have to believe that they are at an all-time high in their confidence level and it's just going to keep growing and growing so yeah why not why not 10 out of 10 i'm gonna I'll, I'll be the pessimist among us i'll say six out of ten six it's just difficult <laughs> three games in a week two of them on the road yeah. literally crisscrossing the country going from seattle to north carolina without stopping at home without sleeping in your own bed it's just a hard it's gonna be hard for them to do um let's parlay this quickly in, into another uh, quick conversation after the challenge cup win or lose is this the racing Louisville we're going to get for the rest of the year? That's kind of been the question since the World Cup ended, right? Of We thought racing Louisville would be able to carry the World Cup momentum forward. Wasn't really the case through the first couple of games coming back from the World Cup. So after this Challenge Cup, win or lose, I think there's enough positives from these two games to say, hey, this team's right there. They're back in the playoff chase. They're, they have every chance to do it. Will they do it as it stands right now? What are, what are we thinking? So, I mean, coming out of, of this, like, win or lose, I still think things are in a really good spot, right? If you win, obviously, I mean, you're continuing this positive momentum. Keep getting wins. You've got a trophy. Like, now let's go out and make the playoffs. Even if they lose, you still can go back and look on this uh, fantastic run that they've had, and they might actually use a loss as a source of motivation to to push themselves even further. So you're so, all in on this no matter what. I'm, fe- I'm feeling pretty good right yeah. now. I'm feeling real good. Caitlin, what about you? Yeah, I, I think I'm with Benton. Like, what they have accomplished so far is in these last couple of weeks is really, really impressive. And the fact that they made it this far is I, – I, I couldn't have – predicted this at the beginning of the season i mean i it's it's just yeah it's really exciting to watch and i'm i think the perp is just going to keep getting bigger not to go back to that but i just yeah we're running out of adjectives the, the perp is going to grow and grow and grow into perpetuity uh yes perpetuity. sir per- perpetuity <laughs> yes or no um challenge cup win they missed the playoffs is the season a success yes or no no Hmm. What what place are they finishing in? Doesn't matter. They missed the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Just missed the playoffs. Jeez. It's playoffs or bust for me Play- still. <laughs> really? Like, if they get seventh, you think that's not a success? Yeah. I'm, I'm asking you. That's the question. <sighs> um... <sighs> You want to say yes. You have to. You, 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 the way you're, you're hemming I and hawing yeah, yeah, yeah. makes I, me feel like you want to say yes. I want to say yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with Ben. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Play, it's playoffs or bust, I feel like. The Challenge Cup will be great. It'll be a wonderful moment on I mean, Saturday if they win it. It'll yeah. be great to see them celebrate, lift the trophy, have the confetti, be on the stage, I, the whole thing. Yeah. But come November, if they're not in the thing, in the, in the postseason, we're all going to say, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They, they, they ah, it's not quite there. A chal- a winning the Challenge Cup and missing the playoffs, it's like winning the NIT. Like <laughs> a little bit, a little like, bit. I mean, how much, how much are you going to, bra- how much are you going to brag about that trophy? And I'm assuming here in this metaphor that we're talking about a team that should be regularly in the March Madness bracket. Yes. Are you going to hang a banner for winning the NIT? I don't know. It depends on who you are, I guess. Uh, let's take a timeout. Abby Ursig, center back for Racing Louisville, worn the captain's armband a few times this season. She is our guest. She's going to call in next, so stick around for that. If you have questions. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS jobs text line, or hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio. Abby Ursig next.
You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. I know many of you might be in the car making your way to LNN Stadium for the Louisville football game. Unfortunately, there is no soccer game for you to attend this weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. Both Louisville City and Racing Louisville on the road. As we mentioned, Racing the Challenge Cup. They are away to North Carolina on Saturday. Louisville City, they're away to the Tampa Bay Rowdies. A hugely important late season game for them on Saturday night. You can hear the game live here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Our coverage starting at about 7.15 on Saturday night. The next opportunity you have to see live soccer at home at Lynn Family Stadium is a week from tomorrow. That is September 15th, Friday night, Racing Louisville. Their return to the regular season after the Challenge Cup final on Saturday. They host the Houston Dash next Friday. That's a 7.30 kickoff. Go to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets or call 502-LOU-CITY, L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. And it's the first of uh, back-to-back nights of soccer at Lynn Family Stadium because Louisville City is at home the next evening as well. They take on the San Diego Loyal at 7.30 on Saturday, September 16th. LouCity.com slash tickets or 502 Lou City is the phone number. Going to be a great weekend to soccer next weekend. It's going to be a great guest this segment on this show. Abby Ursig, racing Louisville center back, fresh off of her team's victory in the semifinal of the Challenge Cup last night on the road at OL Rain joins us. Hey, Abby, thanks for taking the time. No problem. How are you? Doing really well. Uh, hope you're doing well as well. Hope that the travel day hasn't been too harsh on you. Let's just start with last night. I mean, a terrific win for your team, a gritty, gutsy win for your team. Tell us about how, how the uh, the evening's events unfolded last night in the one to nothing win over the OL rain. Yeah, I mean, I think I think gritty is probably a, a really, really good word for that. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was by any means a good performance in terms of the way that we played but sometimes that's not what it's about when you get to a playoff game and you know you're playing knockout tournaments it's just about getting the job done and I think the girls did um, I think we've had a couple of results against them um, throughout the season um, that didn't really go our way we let them in um, so for us to defend as well as we did uh, I think was really really good now the um I mean, the Challenge Cup, obviously, while, while important, you guys still also have the, the, the playoffs kind of looming. So I guess what's, what's your guys' mentality like heading into this one? Is it like full-on focus on the Challenge Cup, or do you have to kind of uh, plan around the, the upcoming um, rest of the regular season? So kind of where are you guys at mentally there? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Um, and I think that I was unfortunate enough to be kind of part of that experiment last year where we kind of had the tournament um, right in the middle of the season or when the season started. Um, and, you know, we kind of fell victim to fatigue immediately after being in the final. And I think Washington Spirit were kind of in the same boat. Um, so it is a little bit of a balancing act to make sure that we get enough rest. We do obviously want to come away with a win in this tournament because, I mean, th- there's money on the line and there's trophies on the line and, you know, professional players and professional athletes always want to win these games. You know, it's a, it's a good amount of money for a lot of players. So um, we do take it very seriously, but, you know, we're just doing everything that we can to make sure that we recover in time for the season because obviously, um, you know, we're making a huge push for the playoff. Um, so we've got to make sure that the girls are healthy and ready to go for that as well. Um, but I think that's just what professionals do. You know, you, you play midweek games and then you get ready for a game two days later and then, you know, you've got a game the week after. It's just kind of kind of what we do. Um, so I think the girls will, you know, just take it in their stride and hopefully be ready for next week as well. Yeah. Hi, Abby. This is Caitlin from uh, Butchertown Rundown. And 
I um, I had a so you uh, played for North Carolina last year, obviously, and you mentioned that uh, that final, which I think. If anyone watched it, it was a pretty wild Challenge Cup final uh, last year. So uh, how does it feel going back to North Carolina and playing in another Challenge Cup final? Um, just talk to us about that. I know. It's kind of interesting and a, a little bit cruel sometimes the way that the world works and a little bit unexpected. Um, you know, I thought I'd kind of be defending the title at North Carolina instead of going to actually, like, win it from them. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, like I said, it's just part of being an athlete. You know, you get traded and things happen and, you know, you change teams and your loyalties change and, you know, life goes on. Um, but, you know, I would, I would love nothing more than to go there and to bring that trophy back for, you know, racing Louisville and the entire community behind us. Um, you know, we, we feel a massive, massive amount of support from the community back home. Um, so to be able to come to North Carolina and take that trophy from them would be really, 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 really nice. It'd be a really sweet feeling. Heading into this week, uh, you know, you're a veteran on this team. There's a young core to this team that's growing, you know, really before our eyes, game by game, day by day. Um, you know, despite it being the Challenge Cup, I would imagine this is going to be a big occasion in the careers of many of the of the teammates that you have on this team. So what is your, your message to some of the younger players who maybe haven't been in, in these kind of big moments um, heading into Saturday's game, which, you know, it's, it's a final, a trophy's on the line, it's on national television. It, you know, I know it's the Challenge Cup, but it's a big moment in the team's history. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, you kind of think that these moments will get to players and there's a lot of nerves and, you know, whatnot. But I think what we have in our favor is our inexperience and that it's, the moment isn't getting to players. I think they're a little bit naive around, um, you know, how big the moment could be in their careers and, and kind of how it's going to feel for them to have that winning feeling, you know, if we do manage to come away with the win. Um, in the final um, so I think that actually plays into our favor a little bit you know they're just kind of going about doing what they normally do you haven't felt too much tension throughout you know trainings and you know just being around the team and at meals it's all just kind of normal for us um, so that's been really really nice there hasn't been a lot of having to calm people down or talk through things or you know it's just it, it feels like business as usual um, and it's been working for us throughout the season so um, I, I don't actually think that I have a lot to say to them it's just more about you know being on the field and making sure that we can keep people calm as we step out and play the first couple of minutes I think you could see that in the first couple of minutes in the Seattle game where we were a little bit nervous and playing some balls that we wouldn't usually play and you know risking things we wouldn't usually risk um, but we've, we've got a little bit of experience now you know they've played in the semi-final and they've played a game where it's important and if you don't get the result you, you know you're out so they have that experience already um, and it's recent so it, you know it's good learning experience for a lot of them so um, I'm just excited to see what they can produce you know coming into the final how concerned are you about the travel element? I mean, you guys just went up to Seattle. Now you're going all the way to the other coast to, to North Carolina on, on short rest. Like, is that going to be a, a big issue for you guys? Or is this something you kind of get used to over the course of the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to play into, uh, you know, a little bit of fatigue, uh, heavy legs going into the final. But they've had to travel as well. Um, you know, we, we feel that they did manage to get a charter back, which, is, you know, it rubs it a little bit that they did get back a little bit quicker. But we're both traveling. You know, we both had late games. Um, nobody really has an advantage. Nobody's, you know, been at home for two weeks and, you know, really comfortable. Everybody's getting back to try and recover as quickly as you can to make sure you're um, in the best form you can be for the final. So I think we're actually in the same boat, which is really nice. Um, but it is. Like I said, it's just something that we do. You know, this has happened before. It's, it's been kind of a regular occurrence in the NWSL having a midweek game and then having a game, you know, four or five days later. So I think most of the girls have some kind of experience with that. 
So, Abby, it was it was revealed the other night that your teammate Jordan Baggett uh, gave you a piece of gum, and uh, <laughs> this is a lucky piece of gum. If you scored, then you had to give her a captain salute, uh, which you did. Um, how many pieces of gum were you chewing last night? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's kind of getting around, isn't it? Um, I did see that there were two pieces of gum in my locker, um, so I took one for each half, hoping that you know one of them would be the magic piece. And it wasn't me that had the magic; it was you know KD. She came out with the great goal, so yeah, it works for everybody apparently. Talking with Abby Ursick, center back for Racing Louisville, ahead of their Challenge Cup final, the championship game of the Challenge Cup tournament on Saturday afternoon at North Carolina. Uh, it's not just the Challenge Cup success that you guys had last night. Uh, you're coming off of a huge win against Portland over the weekend as well. The leaders in the league coming into that game, the defending champions of the league um, last season. And, and really, I think outsiders would have thought that Portland would have been a big favorite in that game over you guys last weekend. But you, you came out with that result. You came out with the result last night. Feels like things are starting to, to come together for this racing Louisville team. How do you see where how, how do you feel about the team right now and where they are and, and sort of how the momentum is gathering behind uh, your performances right now? Yeah, I mean, good. Obviously, like you said, those are really, really big results for us against, you know, the top teams. Um, the good thing about it is is that we're doing it without our strongest team. We obviously have a lot of injuries at the moment. Um, we're missing our captain. You know, Carson's out. We've got Jordan now. We've got a, a few people out that have been in and out the past two or three weeks that we've got all these results. And we're actually not playing really well. Um, so I don't think that we're playing our best football at the moment. So that's a really positive sign for us that we can still grind out these results without having to play our absolute best against these top teams. That's, that's a really big positive for me. Um, but, you know, those are, those are big ask. You're playing Portland and then you've got to play a semifinal against a team that didn't even let in the goal, let alone, you know, having to beat them. And then you're going to play against North Carolina, who, again, are second on the table at the moment. It's three big, big games. So, you know, if we come away with this win uh, this weekend, you can't say that we don't deserve it. We've just, we've absolutely played our hearts out to get to this point. Um, it's been a bit of a tough, tough road for us. Um, you know, like I said, in injuries and who we've had to play. So, um, you know, I'm confident. I think the girls can do it, but it's just a matter of if we want it. Sometimes you turn up and sometimes you don't. It's a bit of that experience coming in. You know, you can't really afford to have an off day, obviously, with knockout games. Um, you've got to turn up every single time, and um, Tom will obviously tell. All right, Abby, got one more for you. I like to ask uh, some of the relatively newer players about their favorite spots in town. So what have you been enjoying going and seeing in Louisville? Um, any places that um, that you've really enjoyed eating at around here? I think we're, we're a pretty big foodie town. Um, yeah, we, I, uh, Carson and I are both really big foodies, um, and we've been pleasantly surprised. Um, unfortunately, most of our time has been taken up doing renovations in our house. <laughs> we have a lot of spare time, but, um, you know, if any place kind of has a donut or a croissant in place, we'll be there. Uh, we've enjoyed Jeff's Donuts quite a lot. It's just kind of down the road from our new, our new house that we've bought, um, and we rent to Barn 8 really, really early in the mm. season, and we absolutely love that. So um, those are probably two of the, the most popular places we've been to. Good Bonita's fantastic. Yeah, yeah good, good answers call. because we often – it's a great place. It's a wonderful place, but we get La Bodeguita <laughs> all the time. So it's good to get a, a little variety on, on that answer to the question. Uh, Abby Ursig, really appreciate your time. Good luck Saturday. Uh, hopefully it's not been such a terrible travel situation for you today. But, but great luck Saturday and, and good luck the rest of the season. Really appreciate you joining us. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. That's Abby Ursig of Racing Louisville ahead of their Challenge Cup game on Saturday. I like the point that she made about this team being able to grind results out despite not playing their best. I mean, she was very upfront 
in her opinion, that they've not played their best the last couple of, of games, despite the wins that they've gotten against O.L. Reign and against Portland. And that's certainly an area, like we talked about in the first segment, of growth for this team to be able to go out there on a night where you don't have your best stuff and still find a way to win. That's the, the hallmark of good teams, no matter the sport, is finding a way to win on, on maybe what's not your best night. Um, so interesting to hear her have that, have that opinion as well. And also, it's just great to see from this racing Louisville team that they're able to have those kind of victories on those kind of nights. Yeah, that resonated with me as well. Somebody on Twitter, and I apologize if you're listening, uh, had mentioned something very similar to that. It's like, man, they weren't even playing their best. Could you imagine if they were firing on all cylinders there? So... I don't know. I got, I, got, I got a lot of positivity after these past two wins. So I'm really looking forward to this North Carolina matchup. You, you kind of walked into the studio today with a little bounce in your step, you know? You just kind of did, Benton. I did, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, lack of sleep. All <laughs> I was, you know, I was, it's all flowing through you. Know, you. I, yeah, I, I couldn't go to sleep because Nadia was all fired up at the end, so That's I got right. all fired up. You see that? Yes, yes. Any, uh, any takeaways, Caitlin, from, from the interview with, with Abby there? Yeah, just just the fact that she's able to see the the growth that this team has had, and she acknowledged, you know, they've had a they've had a tough time this season, kind of finding wins, but they're they're growing together. And I also I liked her point about um, some of the players, the younger players who maybe haven't played in a knockout tournament before, being a little bit naive, and that they're not as nervous or they don't know you know how how big this is and that is actually an advantage sometimes uh so yeah i think that's definitely on our side and um yeah just always always great to hear from abby she's a she's a great interview she is a great interview a, a tremendous talker and a great leader for this team we talk about the youth of the team jalen howell obviously is the captain of the team the leader of the team there's no denying her leadership qualities that she brings to the table but i think it's probably nice for her to have somebody like abby who's been around the league a long time played in world cups for her her nation new zealand um you know she's 33 so she's been there and done that a, a time or two having her in that locker room not only when Jalen is out and and you know they have to hand the captain's armband off to her but I'd imagine her presence is probably just a calming one for a lot of the younger players on this team throwing the fact that she's also a center back so she's kind of behind everybody it's almost like a safety blanket when you're out there playing you know all right hey Abby's back there I don't have to necessarily worry so much you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's something, at least to me, that feels like calming and reassuring about having your captain being somebody defensive-oriented, like particularly a, more of a veteran player, too. Like They just kind of keep things structured, can help command forward. I, I don't know. I feel like there's something a little lost in translation when you get a captain playing up the pitch. There might be no evidence at all that there's any hindrance there, but that's just my, my feelings on it. Yeah, it's it certainly uh, – she, she has been a very quality – her and Carson Pickett have been very quality additions to this team this year. Um, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. Let's take a timeout. We've yet to break into Louisville City conversation. They, too, are coming off of two tremendous results over the last couple of weeks um, with wins over Colorado Springs, with a win against the Oakland Roots that we talked about in an absolute thriller. They have a huge game coming up on Saturday night. Their arch rival, the biggest rivalry in the USL, Lou City against Tampa Bay. That's coming up on Saturday night, so we will break into conversation about that when we come back. at Soccer City every Thursday evening. 6 to 7 o'clock here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. I like that the big voice guy says you're locked on Soccer City. It's like he's, he's casting a spell on people listening. You have no option 
but to stay on ESPN 680 and 105.7 and listen to us here on Soccer City. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is here. Caitlin Whiteside of the Butchertown Rundown podcast is along with us uh, for this one on this Thursday evening. Louisville City, we've yet to talk about the boys in purple, and it is a an important time to talk about them. They have one of their biggest games of the season coming up on Saturday night on the road at the Tampa Bay Rowdies. We know what that rivalry is. They've met in the Eastern Conference Finals. Feels like 10 years in a row. It's not 10 years in a row. I think it's four years in a row, right? Or three years anyway. 2020, 2021, 2022, potentially this season as well. A lot riding on the line on Saturday. But let's take a step back, Benton, because you were there. We sent you on a Soccer City Radio investigative Purely, endeavor. purely a business trip. Purely yeah. a business trip for this show. You went for no other reasons than to come back with insight for this show to watch Louisville City win a thriller over Colorado Springs last week. Um, what did you make of the game? What did you make of the performance? What did you make of your trip to Colorado just in general? First off, Colorado is awesome. It's my first time there incredibly scenic the weather's fantastic like they're like 90 degree weather is very different than ours for the humidity i appreciate that i can imagine there were more dogs and children everybody was hip more dogs than children yes it was all there were dogs everywhere and it was awesome i'm such a big fan more puppies than kiddos i don't know if that's either somebody's dream or somebody's nightmare depending on how they feel about those things it was great i I was all for it it was very cool um but yeah and even uh colorado springs their stadium it's as cool as it looks in the um, on on tv you know the mountains like right there it's a nice like well-built stadium and i think it's adequately sized for them it looked like a really good crowd in the game i mean yeah just watching it and the way we call it off the monitor here back in louisville it looked like they were into it It looked like a, a mostly full house I mean, it's not often in the USL. Let me rephrase. Sometimes in the USL, you go on the road and there's not much atmosphere. Looks like a game with with quite a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, and and sometimes some of it is like you get teams that have stadiums that are are too big or just don't present well on TV. I mean, I think they got all of them. It's it's the perfectly right size. They seem to you know basically fill it each and every time, and it's just it's just a really cool thing. They got this nice like little little sculpture like atom molecule thing. It's this giant like silver ball. Like I don't know. It's it's cool. It has some art to it. It's fun. And the black and blue color scheme. It's pretty neat. I respect it. But uh, what'd you make out of the game? But as far as the game, I mean, it, it was a thriller. I really did not know what to expect walking into into it. I'm like, Colorado Springs are good. Like, I have I have no idea. It's a coin flip in my mind. So for us to go out there and win the game, I mean, it was tough though. I mean, they certainly tested um, Louisville City. I mean, as far as like expected goals go. It was the second most that Louisville City had allowed. Uh, I mean, on any other day of the week, they could have scored a, scored a bunch more. But the the boys in purple, they hung in there. They they got the win. Um, we'll just point and concede a penalty late into the match. Yeah. Kind of um, dug into that a little bit. But thankfully, right before that, Martin Pals scored his first goal in purple. Yes, he scored his first goal in purple. A lot of fans have been waiting around for a long time for big old Martin Powell's to make a contribution on the score sheet, and he finally did, and it was a really good goal. I mean, yeah. really well taken with his right foot from, I think, just outside of the box, maybe right on right on the line, really. Um, put it in the bottom corner. It looked really good uh, in doing it. I mean, where's that been? I think that's what Louisville City fans might have been saying after the game, is where's that dude been for four months? I'm going to come to the defense of the big man himself. So Martin Powell's, he came midseason season 
from Europe, you know, you change entire countries, joins a league like while this team has already kind of gotten acclimated, and we immediately start expecting him to score goals. Like I know that's why we brought him in, and when he was not able to produce, people started immediately you know dunking on him online and being very critical. It's hard to dunk on a guy that's six foot seven, Benton. Well, they were He's doing six it. seven. It's hard to get they up were, there. They were verbally doing it, and I, I get it to an extent. But at the same time, I have a level of empathy that when a new player joins a team, there, there's like an acclimation period, right? Like eight or so games, like really like understand your. Team teammates and get the jive of the league so I, I i think there needs to be a little bit more patience with them but we were in a point where we needed goals and because he didn't immediately produce he he became a target of of that so i'm so glad I, that I'm, gonna, got- I'm gonna put words in your mouth i'm gonna put words in your mouth you're saying that martin powell's is about to go on a tear he's gonna start scoring left and right He's going to go on a scoring streak. He's going to ride a goal wave into the playoffs. That That's is, what you're saying, right? That is right? not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is that that first goal, it's a great confidence boost, and I think it's a, it's a testament to what that slow build can be. Again, like it's, just, it's, it's not easy joining midseason like what he had to do. So I'm really glad that he got that opportunity, and I hope that it does continue. I'm cheering him on all the way. Absolutely, as you should, as all Louisville City fans are, I think. Uh, Caitlin, any opinions on Louisville City's win or, or just the state of Colorado, perhaps? Uh, I've never been to Colorado, but I mean, it, it sounds beautiful from from what you said, Ben. It was great, um, <laughs> especially the part about the more dogs, right? Yeah. Oh, that was, it was they were everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's that's cool too. Um, no, I, look, I always love a a loose city win, and look, we got double frosties. Oh, right? yes, right, I forgot here, about that. Here's a question, and if I had thought about this before the show, I would have done some research on it. And it's a conversation I've had with Casey Whitfield on the radio broadcast a time or two, or at least off air. When's, has, how many nights have we had, like we had last Saturday night, where Louisville City wins and Racing Louisville wins? I can't remember that many where both teams are victorious on the same evening. None really come to mind. In, same weekend, yes, yeah, same evening. Same that weekend we sure may have about. had it, but I mean, and, and almost, you know, really at the same time, I mean, Racing wrapped up as Lou City was kicking off, so mm-hmm. it's one of those nights that we've rarely gotten. We should, I hope we get a lot more of them, but I can't remember a night like that. We need to put our our, our, our our finest analyst on the job, but that might be the first double win in Aren't one day. Aren't you the data day. guy? You're the data guy. You need to dive into the yeah, data. Oh, I have what? a day job, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't frolic around on the internet looking at soccer stuff all day long. All day long. But no, I mean, I know it's for sure happened in the weekend, but on the same day, that, that could have been the first one. I, I, I think it may have been. Blank. We'll have to. We'll circle back and, and try and look we'll it up. I'm sure uh, Jeff Greer has probably a stat in his pocket somewhere that he's not unveiled on yeah, us yet. About a friend, yeah, about uh, about both teams winning. Any other any other opinions? Any other things stand out to you? I mean, Carlos Mogel Jr. two assists, the first two assists of his career, both on corner kicks. The first one delivered to Jorge Gonzalez. The second one delivered to Elijah Winder uh, to give Louisville City their first two goals of the game. I mean. Carlos Mogel, a young player that may be Louisville City fans, you know, we talked about they've, they've been critical of Martin Powell's perhaps. I think Carlos is a player that Louisville City fans have been waiting on to sort of take that next step and become a regular contributing starter. He's been able to be a good player off the bench the last couple of years. He started in spots and had good moments. He's also had some moments that, that left you kind of scratching your head a little bit. Um, namely with some fouls. Like he had on Saturday night, he had a yellow card in the first three minutes of the game oh, or something like that. He was that. about ready to throw down with Jay Chapman. He was. was and he, he was very lucky to not get sent off at some point in that game. But two terrific balls. I mean, those balls in from the corner kicks 
were were pinpoint perfect with great pace, great uh, acceleration, not too lofted. I mean, just really terrific service in that Louisville City took advantage of twice. So every time I see him take kicks like this, I think back to at the very beginning. See, it was actually the preseason. We played against one Knoxville at Thurman Hutchins. They, you know, they let season ticket holders go to that match. Are you flexing right now? You're flexing right now. No, it was open. You're I wasn't flexing. the only one there. You're flexing. You're I- saying, I'm a season ticket holder. I got premium access. Thank you very much. <sighs> Whatever. Um, he got to take a free kick from like outside the box, and my, he was inches from mm. making. He hit the like where the where the corner yeah, meets I it the there. Highlight of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where that's where it first clicked for me. I'm like, this kid's a sniper. Like he knows he knows what he's doing. He's very talented on the ball. He's he's the heir apparent to to like Tyler Gibson that sort of role, but he plays it a little bit differently. I think he brings maybe a little bit more offensively, while Tyler's a little bit more defensive oriented to that kind of uh, midfielder spot. So I'm really excited about him. Um, I mean, this development for these players. It takes time, so I know you're going to get some hits or misses and things that he's they're going to learn over time. On that note, another player that seems to kind of be developing and taking some steps right now, Elijah Winder, scores on a header um, at the second goal for Louisville City in that game. He's been really good for like two months. Like two months, he's been consistently starting, consistently producing, having, we talked about Kirsten Davis in the first segment, having those little moments in tight spaces where she's able to turn and take players on and have clinical touches. I think Elijah Winder has taken a step forward in that specific department where when he gets the ball in the midfield with two or three defenders around him, he's been able to turn and dribble at players, make things happen. Now he's finishing opportunities off with the header on Saturday. A, a player, another academy graduate like Carlos Mogel Jr., who is growing before our eyes this season and if he can become this player on a consistent basis Louisville City's got a really good player on their hands I think I like to think that I was an early passenger on the Elijah hype train he's I mean he's great he's going to grow I leaps and bounds that were you in the caboose or were you in the in in the front what do you, what do you call it what I got you, the box what do you what do you call him I got I got good tickets. Like I didn't like not a train girl. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't spend all the money in the bank on my tickets, but I'm like I'm I'm in there. I got a good I got a good seat. I got a nice window spot. Like I had I had my pick. cozy. Yeah, I was in there. I, I was in there. Early. You and you and the conductor were having conversations on the Elijah Winder Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Off the rails. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that was unintentional. But um, <laughs> hey, that's two of those we've whoa. had today. We've had two of those. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean he's he's phenomenal, and like you're just seeing him grow game after game, just like his brother. I remember when his brother was really coming up. It was like each game you could see him actively getting better and better, and we're seeing that with Elijah. His injury set him back, but he's back on course now. Um, and I, I, this is me flexing. Early on the game, I turned my seatmate. Oh, so I this point, is a flex. Okay. I, I point out Elijah. I'm like, watch him. Watch him. He's an, he's an outstanding talent. He, this kid's going to go places. And what does he do? He scores. Yeah. Makes me look smart. <laughs> Got to love that. Got to love that. And, and gave you the opportunity to then flex on the radio a few days later. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, what do we think about this game against Tampa Bay? Caitlin, any thoughts? You want to jump in with anything? No? Okay. Um, the Tampa Bay Rowdy is a huge rivalry for Louisville City, yes. as we mentioned. The game last year in the playoffs, an all-timer, where Elijah Winder, case in point on cue, scored the winning goal in that game. Um, first of two meetings late on in the season. The, the USL schedule makers, I want to make this point real, real quickly. I get what they were trying to do here. I get that they're like, hey, it's the premier game in the league. Two high-quality clubs that do nothing but win and have a great rivalry going, you know what, let's pack them both in at the end of the season. It'll be a big highlight. It'll be a big highlight at the end of the year. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want this anymore. I want them to play w- at least one of the two games earlier on in the season for, for no other reason if 
it's football season here. We could have had the game against Tampa Bay at Lynn Family Stadium like a month ago, and there would have been a huge crowd. Now football stadium kind of takes a little bit of the verve out of it. You know what I mean? We'll see what they do when they host them in, in the season finale coming up in a few weeks. This one on Saturday at Tampa Bay. Um, both an opportunity and also a challenge to see them twice over the final stretch here, Ben. I mean, I think people will come and see Louisville City win rather than watch the Cardinals lose, so I'm not too worried about hey, that. I know you're wearing Ooh. a Kentucky shirt right now, but UofL's a, like a 44-point favorite today. They're looking pretty good this year. Fighting anyway, words, Benton. Anyway, continue That's on. cool words. that they're playing a D3 score or whatever. But <laughs> continue. <laughs> um, I lost this. Oh, first off, can we all agree that green and yellow is an atrocious color combination? Mm. Yeah. You guys aren't as quick on the yeah. I kind of like it if I'm being honest. Are you serious? Like, I do, okay. I do. I kind of like it. Can we it. mute his mic? Yeah, cut him please. Out. Yeah. But no, um, these Tampa Bay matches are enormous. They're absolutely massive because if we get two wins over Tampa and they just drop one point somewhere along the way and we do what we need to do, we can climb up the standings and even further solidify our home playoff spot and maybe even climb up the table even further. There, There's a lot on the line here. I, I, I went to the... Um, to the open media availability. I was trying to, to gauge coach Danny Cruz on it. And he's just still very much taking it one game at a time, control what you can control. But I think in the back of their minds, they have to recognize the, the level of opportunity that's presented with them. Not only just because of the history, because of the quality of the team, but because of where they are in the standings, but because of yes, what can happen with the standings, we can control this. This is something that this is where we can make the biggest impact on the table is taking down somebody ahead of us and closing that gap and maybe even passing if things pan out right. So as it very, stands very right now, match. there's seven points back of Tampa. Tampa is one of two teams in the East to have clinched a playoff berth. Pittsburgh and Tampa, the top two, have each clinched. Then Charleston on 49 points. Then Lou City on 43 points. So there's a lot of opportunity for them to get points off of teams in front of them, namely twice over Tampa. Tampa has a tougher row than us. They play Memphis again. They play the Battery. Who else? They Oh, they play San Antonio. Yeah. They got a pretty rough stretch. Meanwhile, Louisville City, on the other hand, I think it's, it's a bit easier. You got the likes of Miami, Loudon, um, Who's the other trash team that I'm uh, that I'm missing? <laughs> New Mexico's in there as well. There I don't know that's, if they qualify as trash. I mean, the difficulty for Lucy City is is they're all on the road. Really, a lot of these games, the, the San Diego game is the only home game this month. The for team them. has performed well on the yeah. road, though. So I'm not like yes, not it's a factor, but yeah. it's not like it's not going to derail my confidence. All right, we're running out of time. So really quickly, um, I asked confidence level on the Challenge Cup. Where's your confidence level on Tampa Bay? Out of ten. We're going to go seven. I, I res- You're I res- very confident today. You I, are as I, I respect, over the top confident. I respect Tampa, but I think I think Louisville City, it, things are starting to finally click. We've been very up and down this season, but I think we're 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 in the right path, and we've we're we're running into them at the right time. The perp spilleth over for Benton, <laughs> uh, Caitlin. A, a confidence level on this game? Just you were ten out of ten, 10 out the first 10. time. No, I, ten out of ten the second no, 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 time. No, no. I'm, I'm I'm not arguing with <laughs> I'm you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll go eight. There you go. A couple steps back. I'm going to say five. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm again, I'm the pessimist of the group. Uh, we're running out of time. Caitlin, Butchertown Rundown. Tell us about it. Where can we find it? Anybody listening who wants to get up to speed on Racing Louisville, that is a phenomenal place to go. Yes. Uh, we are a Racing Louisville podcast, and uh, you can follow us on um, Twitter. I refuse to call it X. It's Twitter. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, at uh, Butchertown R. Uh, we release every um, Wednesday, and, or uh, every other Wednesday, I'm sorry, every two weeks. And uh, 
yeah, it's a good time. We have a good time, me, Becky, and Tom, and you should listen. You guys are very knowledgeable. I always enjoy listening to it and hear you guys break down the different thoughts on, on all the things going on with racing. Much so. more knowledgeable than we are in the 15 <laughs> minutes that we, that we get every show. There's so, always too much to go over. There's we got to spit it out as fast exactly. as we can. That's right. Yeah. Um, College Cup, you're excited about just real quick? College yeah, Cup I'm excited December. about that. More soccer. It's going to be a little cold out there, but I'm ready to bundle up and see some other teams play at Lynn Family Stadium. We've got time to talk about that coming up in a few weeks' time. It's Soccer City. We appreciate you joining us every Thursday from 6 to 7 here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Don't forget Louisville City against Tampa Bay on this same station on Saturday night, 7.15. Our coverage begins with myself and Casey Whitfield. We will talk to you then. Please join us next week at Soccer City. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. We're looking back at great moments in Cards football history. Brought to you by Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Louisville entered the 2013 Sugar Bowl as a two-touchdown underdog against fourth-ranked Florida. Virtually no one gave them a shot, but Terrell Floyd started making believers out of people on the first play of the game. Tight end read, motions from right to left. Louisville in a four-man front. They come with a linebacker blitz. Now the snap. Well protected. First play is a pass intercepted. Floyd down the sideline to the 10 to the 5, and a touchdown on the first play of the game. Teddy Bridgewater threw for 266 yards and two touchdowns, and the Cards beat the Gators 33-23. to This great moment in Cards football history is brought to you by Kroger. Fresh for everyone. replace your heating and air system we know people want options that's why you'll always get a free second opinion with bj heating and cooling plus for a limited time get zero percent financing for 60 months on a new bryant system all the experts you can trust at bj heating and cooling looking for a rewarding career one that empowers you to serve your community change lives and reach your fullest potential become a correctional officer for the kentucky department of corrections and earn up to 28 dollars 30 cents an hour with great benefits help create a better safer kentucky apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov that's careers.ky.gov you can give it to your girl, share it with a squirrel, buy by the case, pour it in your face. L.A., the suffering cut tomorrow. L.A., a new kind of taste. L.A., the suffering cut tomorrow. L.A., it's from another place.
Crisp, clean, L.A. 